Hello, this is William Lee and welcome to hell. Yes, that is the title of my new podcast for independent filmmakers out there who are trying to make it in a world filled with other independent filmmakers trying to make it in the world. Now, most of you listening to this do not know who I am, and that's okay because that's the way independent filmmaking is. You have about 12 million people out here doing the exact same thing, and each with a unique experience, period. In my case, a little bit about me might help. Uh, If you want to know more, go to my website at www.cinemalexicon.com. Cinema Lexicon is a little hard to spell, but anyway, the first word is cinema which you are all probably involved in. Lexicon means language, but it is spelled L-E-X-Z-I-K-O-N. All one word, cinemalexicon.com. And there you will see information on my 40 plus years in this business, my successes, my failures, everything that independent filmmakers go through, period. Now, why do I keep saying period? Because usually when I'm Uh, dictating something with voice recognition I need to end a sentence so excuse me for being a little overly anal right now my current film Six Feet Below Hell is available at Redbox all throughout the United States it's been there for almost two and a half years and we'll talk about Redbox a little later but basically I am well known for keeping it real and telling you the truth and really pissing off a hell of a lot of people all over the independent film world period Yeah, they go with that period again. Um, I do most of my work in the Midwest, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. Uh, Originally born in New York in 1961. I got into films the way a lot of black kids from New York got into films, and that is uh, went to a drive-in. Most of you don't even know what that is, but anyway, it used to be an outdoor theater with a screen and a speaker box that you put on your window and Basically, uh, you sat there all night going to the concession stand, buying popcorn and doing kung fu moves outside your car while watching the films. And of course, that means Bruce Lee was a great influence on what I did and how I did it. Now... In this first episode, we're going to start with the very basic premise of making independent films. It is a very difficult business. There is very little glamour into it. And if you don't understand marketing, you should not be in it. A lot of folks get into this with the idea of having fun with friends and showing their films online on YouTube and having get-togethers and just really having a ball. I hate to bust that bubble for you, but that's not what this is about. This is about business. This is about promoting yourself, your product, and making sure that you can afford to live a normal lifestyle while doing what you love to do. That means you don't necessarily have to go to Los Angeles or New York or Chicago to do this. In fact, uh, I've never been to Los Angeles, yet I've been able to get films distributed, produced, and made at a very low cost and receive uh, some substantial income while doing it. 
nothing amazing. I'm not going to win any Oscars. I'm never going to be able to buy a boat out in the Caribbean. Maybe I will. I don't know. Uh, But my main goal is to keep you sane and keep you sensible when you make an independent film. The number one issue in making independent film is money, obviously. And there are no easy answers for doing it. Right now, we usually run a uh, campaign on Indiegogo or Kickstarter or some other uh, uh, crowdfunding platform. And then I subsidize that with money that I have. And then there are a lot of favors you have to call in. And that's how you get started. For those of you out there who think uh, you're going to make a short film, put it on YouTube, and some rich guy from California is going to call you up and say, here's $10 million, it's not going to happen that way. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of improvisation. It's a lot of trying things and failing at them and eventually finding a formula that works. Now, I have had several films released through Redbox, and if you don't know, Redbox is the world's largest DVD kiosk distribution system. A lot of filmmakers don't think this is a viable alternative but it has been because we sold three films in two years Redbox has its good side and its bad side the good side is excuse me they pay very quickly once your film hits the street you'll get payment within 60 to 90 days and that's pretty good for a distributor you obviously get national and international recognition because your film is out there and they promote it on their website And it is not do-it-yourself distribution, which a lot of you are into. And let me tell you something. If you think you're going to make it doing create space and uploading to all these sites, uh, you can forget it. The revenue is minimal. The people that do the distribution keep most of the money. Uh, The ability to track sales is nearly impossible. The difference with Redbox is they release physical units, DVDs. And they can obviously be counted. And you receive an accounting of how many are released. And before your film is sold, they will tell you how many copies they are going to buy. And then you know how much money you're going to make. Take it or leave it. That's the good side. The bad side is Redbox changes moment to moment. For instance, at one point, we had a six-picture deal with Redbox, which was later rescinded because the company structure changed from filmmakers to really smart guys from Silicon Valley who wanted to do romantic comedies. Any of you who know me, And once you go to my website, if you don't know me, you realize I am not into the romantic comedy thing. I grew up in an era of martial arts and black exploitation, and I do action films. I also do some horror. Those are the two genres, and here's a hint, those are the two genres of film that will generally get you money faster than anything else you can produce. A cheap little horror film, regardless of how good or bad it is, will get noticed by distributors because those are the easiest to sell nationally and internationally, period. So there is your first bit of advice for me. If you're just starting out in this business, do a crappy little horror film, get a really good poster, find a sales agent. Hello, sales agent or representative. Don't go directly to distributors with your product because they will screw you. I don't care how good a deal they give you. And a lot of these distributors, a lot of the big names you're familiar with, I'm not going to name anybody to embarrass them, but there are a lot of really big distributors which have contracts that actually charge you to sell your own film. And all that is in the language written in the contracts, and I will get into contracts in a later podcast. But just starting out, you want to do a low-budget horror film, 
make sure it's at least 90 minutes long. I hate short films, which I will get back to also later. 90 minutes long, reasonably small cast, reasonably minimal sets. And here's another big pet peeve I have. All of you little tech boys out there crying over the latest camera that came out, the 4K, the 6K, the 8K, the 22K, give me a fucking break. Get a decent camera that gives you a really nice image. Get a really good NLE, non-linear editing system, preferably Premiere Pro. Make a really good film. Make sure the sound is good. Stop using the camera microphone, hoping it's going to work. It's not going to work. Trust me, I know from experience. It really sounds good when you're on set, but when you get down and start editing it, you realize, oh my God, we're screwed. We're going to have to do a lot of looping or uh, recording after the fact. And you don't want to do that because it takes more time, more effort, and more money. Now, in terms of your equipment, get a camera that it shoots at least 2K, which is perfectly fine for the distribution venues that you'll be going to. Unless you have a connection at Paramount Pictures that is going to get you a theatrical release, you do not need anything more than that. 4K is fine also, but here's the big thing about 4K. Do you have enough hard drive space to store all of that 4K imagery? Furthermore, does the SD card that goes into your camera have the ability to hold all of that 4K imagery? We found out the hard way that you have to have a really, really good SD card to record 4K. In some cameras, the cards will stop or they will erase everything else you've shot on that card. So can you imagine shooting for 10 hours and then you want to shoot this really cool slow motion sequence in 4K and realize that the SD card just said, you know what, screw you, I'm erasing everything just for this one sequence. So you've really got to be careful about the camera and equipment you use. So we've covered camera, equipment, and money, and we're doing this really quickly, and obviously in future episodes I'll go into depth. Now, who are you going to get to be in your film? And this is always a big question because you're not a really famous guy and you don't know Spielberg, you're not Los Angeles and you don't have Paramount supporting you. You have to get obviously friends in your neighborhood or people you know. You're not going to be able to call LA and say, Tom Cruise, come be in my little crappy horror film. So when you're selecting actors for your film, the one thing you have to get over is offending people because they're going to be friends that want to be in your movie really, really bad and they really, really suck at acting. So you basically have to tell them, sorry, not this time, can't do it. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to get a film that does something. So find the best talent you can get for the budget you have and put them in the film. Your best friend isn't necessarily the best thing for your movie. And if they get pissed at you because you couldn't put them in the movie, oh, well, fuck it. You know what? That's their problem. You're in the business now. This is not about pleasing friends and family and making everybody happy. It's sort of like American Idol. When people really think they can sing, but the only people that told them they can sing is grandma and sister and all your best buddies at school. You have to have an independent, uh, objective view of the people you're putting in your film. Are they really, really that good? And if you can't tell or if you're so blinded by the fact that it's your girlfriend, get some people you don't know to watch an audition tape of this person and see what they have to say. And if they say they suck, they suck. It's, it's really simple. I myself made that very same mistake early in my career. We have many films that are online. Uh, Films like Dark Target, Demons Rising, uh, Code Black, Room 13. And there are people in the film that you just say, damn, they're really awful. 
And the reason was I was trying to please everybody. I didn't want to upset my friends. I want to make everybody happy. For Christ's sake, get out of the making everybody happy business and get into the business of business. Make films that are going to be seen by people that don't know you. And these people are going to say that was a good movie. It is very important to get the friendship thing out of your head and become a business person. And that is not always an easy process. But let's just say auditions are very crucial to making sure you have the right people. Just don't put people in your film because they fit a specific look or they look like they might be able to do it. They have to be able to pull it off because it's your name and your reputation that's on the line. Okay, so we covered actors. All right, now when it comes to actually getting the film ready to sell, who is editing this film? If you are the director and the producer of the film, I suggest you edit your own film. Now, there's a good side and a bad side to that. The good side is you know what you have, you know what you want, and you know what you want your film to look like. The bad side is you will come into what I call masterpiece blindness, which basically is you think everything you shot is the shit. It's the best shot ever. It's the most amazing thing ever. It's the coolest thing ever. You have to get really critical about what you're doing and you have to understand you have to put all this film into 90 minutes or thereabouts to finish a feature so if you shot 42 hours of footage now you've got to compress all that down into 90 minutes and how you do that you got to cut out a lot of shit that you think is really cool because in reality it's not because most people that are watching your films don't give a shit about what you think is cool they want to be entertained so you got to think find things that are visually impactful strong well shot good audio and make sense all right okay and as i said all these things i'll go over again at some future point but anyway um one thing i probably should have mentioned at the very top of this podcast is your script if you have a shitty script special effects color grading music martial arts good looking movies will not save your shitty film you have to start with a really 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 good story and from there everything else will flow and then if you have really really good editing and really really good cinematography and really really good music and really really good sound and you have a really really good poster you may just succeed in selling your film and getting back some of the money you invest okay all right so we've really covered a lot here in the first bit and i know it's a lot to throw at you but i just wanted to give you just sort of an outline of what you have to do to get your film ready to sell. Selling the film is a whole nother world of shit that you're going to hate when I start talking to you about it. Because when I say the word deliverables, <laughs> deliverables will scare you the hell out of making films forever and ever. But don't give up, there, there are ways to do this. And it's gonna depend on you finding the right sales guy or film distributor's rep to guide you through that process. But I'm gonna tell you the awful side of that. All right, so let's hang on with that for now that's a brief introduction of what i'm going to do with this podcast and i will be back with more okay so this has been a decent first episode a sort of a whirlwind approach to doing independent film but uh i wanted to get this started because I think there are a lot of folks out there who want to know what it's really about and additionally most universities will not hire me because I am very controversial I have applied to so many universities to to teach film 
uh, but they didn't want me for one reason or another. Uh, <laughs> usually because I'm very outspoken and usually because I get into their department and tell them everything that's wrong with it. And that's a whole nother can of worms that I will open up at some future point. But anyway, thank you for your time. Um, this is called Welcome to Hell, the William Lee Independent Film Podcast. I hope to have more episodes soon, depending on the response of this initial episode. I'm not sure how frequent this will be um, because, and this is sort of self-promotion here, we're working on many film projects right now, one of which involves the legendary film actor Fred Williamson, who many of you remember from the exploitation era, Little Caesar, Hell Up in Harlem, uh, just so many films to name, Mean Johnny Barrows, you know, uh, Three the Hard Way, which is my particular favorite of his. Uh, and we're working on a film called Smith and Wesson. So hopefully in one of these podcasts, I'll be happy to announce to you that we have begun shooting that project. I'm also shooting a couple of other projects. And by the way, on September 17th, two of my films will have a worldwide DVD release. That would be a film called Black Mamba starring Angela Williams, which is an absolute amazing masterpiece. And I talked about masterpiece blindness. I'm not blind on this one. This is really a good action film, which was sort of uh, in the vein of Kill Bill, but I tried to keep it more true to Bruce Lee's original Game of Death film. And we also have a film called Gangsters Incorporated, which is sort of my takeoff on Goodfellas. Uh, it's about uh, the world's first black mob boss and the kinds of trials and tribulations he goes through. So December 17th, you can get that at Walmart, Target, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Every fucking retailer in the world will have it, so please go out and buy it. So for now, oh, and, and one last word. Again, uh, Six Feet Below Hell is still at Redbox, so go to Redbox, enter your zip code, and search it and find it and rent it and make everybody at Redbox happy so maybe they will work with me again. But again, I'm not doing romantic comedy, so that probably won't happen. But anyway, thanks anyway. Uh, stay tuned. I'll have more in the future. Hope you enjoyed it. And this has been William Lee, and welcome to hell. <laughs>